Uh, hey there! Uh, welcome to the Flop House. This is a podcast that's normally about bad movies, but today it's a Flop House mini. That's right, it's a mini sode. So when you look at the runtime and you're like, oh wow, did they mess up and not actually watch a movie? Well, kind of. I watched two movies, but we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> My name is Stuart okay. Wellington. I'm one of the hosts of the Flop House, and joining me are two great guys. Yep, they're my regular co-hosts, that, and they'll introduce themselves in a second. They are Jan McCoy and Elliot Kalen, picking up his cues a little faster. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking about like no, I was just spending some time thinking about how I think all of us have the capability of starting the show like like really professionally for a while uh-huh. and then the, the it just like it veers off the road pretty quickly immediately <laughs> usually as soon yeah. as the others are brought in uh-huh yeah well it's that's the that's thing it. it's like i'm driving on a mario kart level and i'm constantly mm-hmm. thinking that's the shortcut that's the thing that's gonna let me <laughs> jump all over those idiots <laughs> always wrong. I'm always in like a sand trap or I hit some kind of piranha plant. But yeah, Suddenly cares? a blue shell hits you. You're knocked off the course. Everyone passes you because the game itself cheats. So, oh wow! <laughs> Take it down. This is, this is not this is not a controversial or new opinion. Uh, Mario Kart 64, at least, is a game where if you're playing it just one player, uh-huh. the if you get knocked off course, every other pl- character will pass you. It's just the uh-huh. way the game do. Wow. Uh huh. Unlike real racing, when that never happens, but you know, in the real world, doesn't cheat against. Well, you. in real racing, the cars that are close to you will pass you. There's this, there's physics that they have to follow. Yeah, the real world doesn't cheat against you. That's uh, true. But life does. That's yeah. true, and it's also the distribution of well, blue shells and lightning you. bolts. Let's not. Come on. Well, no. Uh, the, anyway, the system <laughs> cheats against you, Dan. But like oh, physical true. reality does. It's not like a bear is suddenly going to pull a I trick don't know. on you. Gravity did some pretty shady stuff to me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my testicles? Because gravity is not playing fair. On the subject of reality cheating against us, I don't know about you guys, but the last year has been pretty hard for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think it's been pretty hard for everybody, too. I could do a a bit where I argued that the last year was terrific, but I won't. Uh, So the the last year has been pretty hard. uh, uh, A little thing called Queen's Gambit, maybe you forgot. Best year ever. (laughs) My mistake, yeah. That was a thing. It made me realize that if I just took enough drugs and played enough chess on the ceiling, I would... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's that's the secret, is drug-induced upside-down ceiling chest that's how you win how you get through everything in life yeah the the outfits and the set design was incredible on that program but that's we're not talking about queen's game but we're going to be talking about other stuff today and we're talking about how at least in my professional life my non-podcast professional life i've been having a little bit of difficulty uh feeling like i'm in control i don't know about you guys i'm assuming a lot of people are going through this where you feel like you're at the whims of both a government a uh, you know a a pandemic that is horrible and on still ongoing, uh, and your fellow humans yes. who suddenly you realize are maybe more selfish and dumber yes. than you thought. Dan, yeah. that, that, uh, Mr. Policeman, they gave you all the clues. That should not have come <laughs> as a surprise, Dan. That's sure. true. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I've been in my in what little free time I do have. I've been going to great lengths to find things that give me a sense of control and uh, satisfaction. And one of those things has wait. Been... Is that why? Is that why that helper monkey you have a psychic link with has been murdering your enemies? <laughs> yes. Uh, and my enemies, weirdly enough, 
the list keeps growing. It somehow it gets longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a commentary on something. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, mean uh, it's a commentary on how how, poor, how poorly discriminating monkeys are when it comes to varying <laughs> levels of annoyance or, or obstacle irritation. That's true. Also, they don't have like great facial recognition for like one human versus another. No, it's, they all look the yeah. same to it. Yeah, we all look and the it's, same. And it's it's also yeah. coupled with my poor drawing ability when I'm drawing my enemies on a piece of paper, or a woolly willy. Um, but so I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing video games. That's one of the ways that I've been able to get a little bit of control. And the video game lately, the thing that I uh, has given me the most satisfaction lately is a game called Hitman. Have you guys ever heard about Hitman? Have you played a Hitman game? I'm familiar with the trailers for the movies in which uh-huh. Timothy Oliphant is bald. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. And I'm pretty sure I watched one of those movies, uh-huh. but perhaps for this podcast, I can't recall, oh. but uh, I remember nothing about it. <laughs> I can only assume that it's based on the Garth Ennis, Joel McRae comic series from DC Vertigo, Hitman. Isn't that the one where the hitman can read people's minds? He has x-ray vision. I don't oh, think he can read people's minds. Actually, it may not have been a Vertigo vision. title, now that I think about it, because uh, it was in the DCU proper, in that he threw up on Batman's shoes and did all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, he's not... I've confirmed that if I watched Hitman, it was not for this show, yeah. just in case you guys were worried that you also yeah. had lost some time. Oh, no, I know I've never line. seen any of these movies. I, I, uh, <laughs> okay. Flophouse Live Show viewers may have... Uh, may have seen one of my live performances where I, I really took down Hitman movies. Not that series, but movies about paid assassins, which I mm. don't think are cool now that I am a grown-up. Although, I mean, I feel like that topic and this topic are both in the in the the public consciousness again now with the release of the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. That's right, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Trailer just dropped today. Are you riddled with guilt over your TBR pile? Are you filled with shame about a book that you just can't seem to finish? Are you having regrets because grad school killed your love of reading? We're Reading Glasses, and we're here to help. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bria. Let us absolve you of all your reading guilt. Stuck on a book you don't like? We'll help you dump it. Can't figure out what to read next? We'll recommend something in your wheelhouse. Can't decide where to buy your books from? We'll point you in the right direction. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll help you do it better. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Macho Man to the top rope. The Flying Elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast, oh yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey, woke discussions, man, and jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. You know, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm the flop, the resident Flophouse gamer, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm an expert. I, mean, you're the, I would say, it's, as far as I'm concerned, yes, you're an expert. 
I mean, I could probably draw most of the maps of Bloodborne complete with enemy location and major key item uh, drops, but mm. that does that make me an expert? Uh, <laughs> so you know, I was gonna make a joke about you uh, wasting your time, and then I thought about all the movies I watched. Uh, I mean, not just the number, the type. So continue. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, I I had I had put off uh, the Hitman franchise for a long time until recently. They just came out with the third in the like current arc of Hitman games. And a friend got it for me, and then that got me to go back and play Hitman from 2016. But I guess the series has been around since like 2000. There's been the dawn four- of time. Yep, the dawn of t- everybody. Hitman, Hitman have existed forever. I feel like that sounds like a storyline from a Hitman movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, well, that's part a, of the opening assa- crawl. Is it Assassin's Creed? Is that the one where it's like a centuries long Assassin's Guild? That's. I yeah. I believe so. I believe the f- I started playing the first Assassin's Creed game and I immediately began in the future entering a VR chamber and I'm like mm-hmm. fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's probably cool, but it was just at that point I was like not for me. It was also the my uh uh school paper on Hitman. Uh-huh. Since the beginning of time, <laughs> sure. Hitman have killed for money. <laughs> yeah. Is this accurate? I don't know if the since the beginning of time. Yeah, it's, it's since since the Big Bang. What what was the Big Bang? But just the sound of the first gun shooting the first uh-huh. paid target. And that gun sound, bazinga. <laughs> that that target of that target, of course, was nothingness. The void. So I had put off pl- trying out these games because I don't know about like. I'm assuming you don't know very much about it, other than the maybe the trailer for the movie or pictures. It kind of seems all bald, like, and they have they have barcodes on their necks, it right? Seems bald like a, it seems like a serious game about bald, basuited hitmen <laughs> with barcodes on the back of their heads, and they're always carrying like twin nickel-plated forty-fives, yeah. like they they're just BBW <laughs> bald, basuited. What's that barcode about? That's what it stands for. Yep, that's what it said. That's that's <laughs> wow. part of my Google search. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> Weird that like there are two B's, but for the barcode one, yeah, yeah, because it's circle around. Because you're wondering yeah, about because bald and bald and basuited speak for themselves. But what's that barcode yeah. about? BBW. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but so seeing the like seeing the ads always gave me the impression that they were going to be an act. They're action games, and they're going to be like grim or maybe stealth based, but like definitely grim and maybe with like weird religious bullshit mixed in. Uh, hmm. You know there. There's like crosses or cross-like images and all the uh, posters. But so I started playing the first Hitman game and I got to tell you, it is not like that at all. It is very silly. There's almost no action. Anytime that I like pick up a fucking gun, it's a mistake. If I have to start shooting dudes, that is not the point of the game, both because I'm bad at it and also because almost immediately I get shot to death, which doesn't happen mm. in the movies, as I'll talk about in a second. No, he the hero rarely gets shot to death in the movies, but I think that's the... the, the, the uh, well, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. I mean. Now, is, yeah, I mean, well, in, I mean in the Hitman movies, Dan, but I guess in movies okay. in general. I, mean, I, I said rarely. I didn't say never. <laughs> I think say, yeah, Elliot's right. I, we don't live in a world where Bonnie and Clyde is the totality of movies, because then what would I show my kids on movie night? I don't want to show them Bonnie and Clyde. Why yet. not? It's a, it's a great movie, but they're not ready for it. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to. They don't. They don't need to, to know the uh, the truth about uh, Melvin Purvis yeah, just you, yet. Yeah, you got to. They can ed- still keep going. He's a hero. You got to edge him on Cars movies until you for the you want to give him the big climax. I'll be like, of Bonnie hey, and Clyde. you want to see another movie where people drive cars? It's called Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> like not yet, Dad. <laughs> not the, ready for it. Uh, 
The so uh, they turned out to be much sillier than I expected. They're mainly like you're you're basically plopped in a level that's like a big kind of like sandboxy world. For instance, in the first level, you're at a Paris uh, uh, fashion show that is in a museum, and there's also an illegal like arms deal thing going on upstairs. Okay. And now, when you say sandboxy, you mean like shovels, pails, uh, you kids can, pee. You can find shovels. There's probably kids pee. Don't know about pails. I haven't gotten okay. that far in the game yet. Now, I, I do have to say that I've only played the first of these games, although I bought the other two because I was very excited about it. So, and like almost <laughs> immediately you you run into a, a like a, a possible storyline where you can uh, you can take out and then impersonate a world-famous male model who is also a spy. And at that point, I'm like, this is not a serious, like, grim-faced <laughs> game. So much of the game is based on knocking dudes out and taking their clothes. Every every male uh, character's clothes ought definitely fit you, which is, I mean, that's great. Man, what a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a fantasy of just being able to knock out anyone and take their and take clothes their clothes. And just, just to, speaking as someone who has to return some jeans that I ordered by via the mail because I can't go to stores mm-hmm. and they did not fit me, to, uh-huh. to know that the clothes will fit me ahead of time would be an exciting thing. I, I got to let you know, Elliot, the, the Jenko brand, they don't, they, you can't return this anymore. <laughs> but I have to. Here's something I learned, something I learned about. Elliot and Jenko, like the size of Elliot and Jenko, he would look like, you know, like a, like one of those sorry board game <laughs> pawns. That's <laughs> true. Well, something I learned when I, when I shopping for pants, when I was a young man was that apparently there are two kinds of short people. There are three skinny short guys, and I'm one of them. And then there are hundreds and hundreds of very fat short men. Because I would find all these pants where it was like a 29 leg and a 45 waist. And I'm like, I can't. How is this the only pant you have in the store? This is crazy. I guess I'll have to invent, uh, invest in, what, belts? What would you do, dude? Did you wear belts? Just, Did I you just, stuff I a stri- pillow in your, in your pants? Yeah, just strap on my Norbit suit, put the pants on over that, <laughs> oh, cool. I think this and go is, to work. Uh, the place to start, you know, start pitching your idea for your uh, what? What is it? Uh, small and small store? I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of the opposite of a big and tall. Like, I mean, it's uh, like a kid's store. Dan. Yeah, I see. Uh, Elliot is oddly quiet. I think he's looking up uh, ways to burn us back for making fun of his love of Chenko jeans. <laughs> So I started playing this game. I love it. It's so much fun. It's every episode is like a puzzle. I think one of the McElroys described them as like Tony Hawk, but for murder. And it's totally true. Like each level, you're trying to find new ways to murder your targets. Personal favorite uh, was when I think it really clicked for me when I found out I could push one target off a balcony and have them land on another target. It's amazing. It was so great. Uh, so Wait, did that kill them? Yeah, because they fell like three stories. Oh, okay. That's fair. I, I thought maybe it was just like you push them over their back, like like shoving somebody in a prank. <laughs> and not to, not to go too deep into spoiler territory, but of course, in order to accomplish that, I had to steal the fireworks display control so I could get them <laughs> sure. to go outside to look at the fireworks display. I, so, love, I love the idea that of, an, of an assassin's plan that hinges on the victim being interested in fireworks. <laughs> and having a remote control to set them off. And, and I haven't even, we haven't even gotten into 
into the exploding golf ball yet, guys. But so I I love this game so much. It's so much fun. I'm taking like it is uh, it is, you know, the one light in my life right now. Plus my wife. I love you, Charlene. Um, but I <laughs> but very much she's in a secondary position to the Hitman video game mm-hmm. franchise. I mean, that's the thing. She <laughs> she rarely brings uh, exploding golf balls into my life or lets me kill somebody <laughs> with an antique cannon or tricks a trick a target into thinking I'm the ghost of his dead mother and let me kill him with a plague doctor's knife. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh, the love of these games led me down a dark path. And uh, the other day, <laughs> you've I've started sat down. killing people for real because to, <laughs> to see if the joy whole, brings over into the real life, mm-hmm. it does not. You've felt nothing but guilt and sorrow since then. Uh, you would think, Elliot, but that's not the case. I love it. I am. No, I'm only happier. Uh, I've list, I've started listening to a lot of Huey Lewis in the news. Um, I watch oh, myself you, in the mirror all the time. Yeah, the, you bought a clear raincoat <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, some reason. Wink. Uh, I said that because, you know, it's not a visual medium podcast. So, uh, no, the the dark path I went down is, of course, watching the 2007 feature film Hitman starring Timothy Oliphant. Now, this movie is, I'm assuming, inspired by the an earlier uh, arc of the games before I started playing them. Uh, and I got to tell you, not a very good movie. Dan, well, I'm sure, watched it due to his love of Timothy Oliphant in action movies. And it's you do true. not do remember a lick of it, right? Oliphant. Uh, no, I mean, it don't lick your movies. Yeah, I mean, Oliphant like has so much charisma, and I, I, what I remember is that not being there in that movie. You would be correct. Yeah, he, uh, (laughs) I believe in an interview, he even said something like, while he was making it, the whole time he's like, Why did they cast me for this? (laughs) Like, why didn't they cast Vin Diesel? He would have been great in this. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, in this case, it's basically like it feels like a knockoff transporter movie. He's just running around St. Per- Petersburg, Russia, getting into trouble. He's framed for murdering somebody. He very rarely knocks people out and changes their uh, and steals their clothes. Does he There's at even, all? Uh, he 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 steals clothes once and then immediately is spotted. Like <laughs> that's the opposite of how the game works at that point. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the, there was one moment where I'm like, Oh man, he's actually going to do what happens in the game all the time. That's he makes a, he makes a target drink a poison that is nor in the game. It's rat poison, but it's something to make him sick target goes to the bathroom normally in the game what happens is that agent 47 that's the hero's name agent 40 that's who you play uh agent 40 in the game he would normally go up and drown him in the toilet that's his like signature move i've done that shit a million times this does sound like a fun goofy game this does sound like a silly fun family friendly game (laughs) it's so great you should drowning your victim in the toilet game yeah i mean we should we should like screen to screen that shit right Get yeah. get the boys uh, watching it. You could watch. You could give me tips on how I can uh, kill people. We should. We, we'll talk about this after the show. The so, boys would love that. Well, one of them would. So the one cha- one time he does uh, poison a guy and follows him into the bathroom. Instead of drowning him, he just pulls out some guns and starts blasting dudes in the head. It's so boring. Like, I can watch any movie and see that happen. I don't always get to see somebody get drowned in a toilet. Unless, of course, I'm playing <laughs> Hitman. Uh, and, and there's also, like, a little bit of a love story in there, uh, which is weird because it's like, 
this character doesn't love anything. The only thing he loves is changing clothes and, you know, coming up with inventive mm-hmm. ways to kill Killing people. Killing for money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to see, like, who Qbert falls in love with. That's crazy. Uh, I guess... Wait, wait, why don't wait? Why don't you want to see who Qbert falls in love with? Well, because, I, I mean, Qbert's not a love story. I mean, I was about to say Pac-Man, but Pac- there's a Mrs. Pac-Man, right? Yeah, but that's his mom. Well, it's a Ms. Pac-Man, oh, so their oh. marital status is not made clear by the the, the prefix there. Uh-huh. I assumed it was. I always assumed it was his mom, and yeah. she was like, "You don't do it right. Let me show you how to do it." <laughs> yeah. And also, and wow, I think you're working through some feelings, Elliot. Very much so. And I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if I'm just surprised you're not interested in who Cubert would fall in love with, because it's like, how would he do it with the nose? Yeah, well, definitely. hundred percent with right? the nose. You know, you know, you know him and that coily spring snake have experimented I mean, a little he bit. Is, he is one of the few uh, early arcade characters who talks dirty. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I, you know, he's got a. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, he's got that I nose. mean, he's like one step away from a dirty like Ralph Bakshi cartoon, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so a- after watching that movie, you know, it was kind of a bummer. But you know what? I was undeterred. So I decided to fire up Hitman Agent Forty Seven the second Hitman Mm. movie that is not a sequel. It is kind of a reboot, and it is also not really related to the video games. This case, they ditched Timothy Oliphant. They're like, we don't need America's Cowboy. And they replaced him with uh, (laughs) the actor Rupert Friend, who I remembered from Homeland, I think? I don't know. Mm. Uh, And this is, again, like, this is more of an uh, action-y movie. Uh, In this case, they cast Agent 47, the titular character, uh, is more of like a Terminator type figure, where for a while you think he's the bad guy, and that Zachary Quinto's the good guy. Although I gotta tell you, as soon as I see Zachary Quinto show up, I'm like, he's probably the bad guy. You know, that's and that's why that's why I stopped watching those Star Trek movies with you, and then also didn't watch the Boys in the Band with you because I did uh-huh. not I did not need you to just be yelling out, he, "There's the bad guy, there's the villain." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anytime somebody's left, alone. Kirk, watch out for Spock. <laughs> Yeah, anytime they're left alone in a room with him, like, watch out, you know, oh, he's doing you dirty. The um, So Zachary Quinto's in it, and early on, Jurgen Prochnow shows up, and you're like, oh, great, here's, you know, Jurgen Prochnow's getting a book. That's great. Later on, you know what? Big surprise, Kieran Hines shows shows up. So I was like, I was satisfied with Jurgen Prochnow, but you're giving me Kieran Hines? I am fucking lucky today. Wait, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention something earlier. You said they try to set up Agent Forty Seven like he's the bad guy. He is the bad guy. He people pay him to kill other people, so he's he is a villain. <laughs> okay, I, you know, mm, I your guess you know your morality. Right. Right. I mean, if you want to go by your conventional, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. religious morality, where killing people <laughs> is bad. We're, I, mm. I guess, when I say bad guy, good guy, I'm, you, we're talking traditional protagonist antagonist um i forget sometimes that you are a follower of the church of thelema and that do what thou mm-hmm. wilt is the whole of the law and so exactly. you, you know what go with it yes uh-huh uh now in this case agent 47 swaps clothes a couple times thumbs up he uses a couple of like uh he uses a couple of like gadgets that's cool i guess uh he does he's a little does too he ever active swap clothes with, does he ever swap clothes with someone who's just really inappropriate for him to swap clothes with like in, in the video the game or in the movie in the movie like the hamburglar or like no. two kids in a trench coat who are trying to get into a movie or something <laughs> i mean once again we're talking about a character that in the first game you can swap clothes with a male model and then walk the runway before <laughs> completing your job he's like human target you know he's, he, be, he becomes the person 
Yeah, he's great. Uh, he here's, is not great in the movie. S- he flips around a lot, which I don't think... Based on, I, I was reading a Reddit thread earlier on Hitman <laughs> where they posit the question, can Agent 47 do a flip? And I don't know if he can. I mean, I guess if the role required him to, that would make sense, but I don't know. I've been thinking about it for hours. Yeah, I th- here's so, something I want, I want to get back to the clothes because that's really what piqued my interest. It's is, amazing. What if he needs to, he needs to sneak in somewhere the mm-hmm. only person who's nearby is Elton John dressed up as Donald Duck. Okay. He knocks out Elton John, doesn't take the whole costume, just the clothing part of the Donald Duck costume. Now he's yes. walking around wearing a sailor cap, sailor jacket, no pants, just no pants, penis hanging out. Is yeah. it, is that going to get in the way of his finishing the mission or what? <laughs> I mean, I think it I think it depends. Um you're going to have to double ch- make sure that the uh that the sentries uh are don't have a little white circle above their head. That indicates that they if they had the white circle that would mean they're on to you or whatever. And then you'd have to be a little more stealthy. But I don't think so. I mean, I think that sounds like a pretty good disguise, right? I think especially when he does the Elton John accent and he's like, "Hello, governor, just going over to P. Piani, gonna play a few <laughs> songs over there on the Barbie." He doesn't know where wow, Elton John's that's, from. That's fucking incredible. Did you, Ellie? Did you just watch Rocket Man? I just watched Rocket Man, but not the Elton John Rocket Man. It was the uh, was oh. it uh, <laughs> Harlan Williams Rocket Man? Was that? <laughs> yes, that was the. <laughs> it was indeed Harlan Williams. <laughs> so. Uh, to be honest, I think Hitman Agent 47, despite having no Tim the Oliphant, turned out to be a, a better movie. Uh, but was it as good? Was it really the Hitman experience I was looking for? No. Should I have spent my time just playing more Hitman? Probably. Uh, but then I wouldn't have had all these great stories to tell you guys. Yeah. Well, you, you have these stories of the expanded Hitmaniverse. Uh, so uh, you can check in later. Uh, I guess next week we'll be doing me doing the exact same thing, but for Mortal Kombat in honor of the Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Uh, uh, I mean, there's no promise of that. We actually have a normal episode coming up. <laughs> My episode sounds better than normal. So this would be this would be you telling us about the game Mortal Kombat and then the old Mortal Kombat movie. Is that is that what you're offering? Here? I mean, most likely what what I would do is I would be telling you the entire story from the story mode of Mortal Kombat 9, which is the best of the Mortal Kombat <laughs> okay. series. Is that the one with Freddy in it? Uh, Freddy, does, he is a DLC character in Mortal Kombat 9, but he's not in the story mode. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't fit into the universe. He's just there for battles. How could he fit into the universe full of cyborgs and four-armed monster men? How, how would Freddy fit <laughs> into that? Actually, a pretty good argument. Ed Boon is probably going to come, uh, I don't know, finish me. <laughs> <laughs> now, my, I will say in the old Mortal Kombat movie, I did. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters as a young person, as a teenager. And uh-huh. I remember thinking that Goro, who is a four-armed giant monster man, was introduced uh-huh. with very little fanfare. He was kind of introduced as if it was nothing <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually it like yeah. <laughs> oh, man. it was like Gilgan's Island. It's like and the rest. <laughs> Wait, that guy's four arms. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for uh, letting me talk about my new favorite passion, uh, Hitman. Uh, and I guess go to see the Hitman Wife's Bodyguard uh, trailer on YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're not sponsoring us this week, right? What? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a movie. Is, this, is, this, is that a Peter Greenaway movie? The hitman, his wife, his her bodyguard, and uh-huh. some other people. Man, I, I guess I have the wrong audience. You guys, you guys aren't super into like cool Hollywood stuff, huh? You're not on. No, that's true. I'm not into cool Hollywood <laughs> stuff in general. 
I think that you're saying that this is the end of the Flophouse, though. Not the, the, the Flophouse podcast. See you guys not later. The series as not, not the entity. The just police are here to take me away. That's um, Stuart only has room in his life for one thing, and that's the Hitman video game. Not he doesn't have time for a podcast. All right. Uh, thanks so much to uh, our network, Maximum Fun. If you like our show uh, and this episode for some reason, there's probably other better shows on their network. Um, you thank you to Jordan Cowling, our producer, for editing this uh, garbage into something listenable. Uh, thank you to my co-host Dan Elliott. You've been with me through thick and thin, and you know what? It's only going to get worse from here. You know. <laughs> Wait, are welcome. we getting married, or did you win an award, or are are you are you dying? What's happening? I don't understand. <laughs> I said the police are here. They're taking me away. I have ten seconds oh, left. Oh, that's okay. right. That's right. To the funny farm where uh, life is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been for the flop house. I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Dan McCoy. I am very confused, but I'm also Elliot Kalen. Bye. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.